There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode 10 of season 1 of Deadly Class. The season finale. Wow. This was so good. Yes. And I really hope it's not the series finale. Obviously, we are doing this one a little later than normal. But they are still asking everybody on Twitter to tweet about Deadly Class. You know, why you want it back. And the numbers look pretty good. But several weeks out... They still haven't heard anything, which, in my opinion, isn't bad because it means they haven't been canceled. Right. And the cast is all saying, make sure you tweet Renew Deadly Class. What did you like? What do you want to see? Uh, how well you liked the conversion from book to screen, etc., etc. Make sure you do it and hashtag with Deadly Class Sci-Fi so that way they see it because it's not a no. And we've had this before where we went into con season and didn't find out, for instance, with Winona until October. Right. So, you know, don't give up hope. No, 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 no. So you got some ratings news for us. Yes. Episode 10 brought in a 0.12 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.340 million viewers, making it the 67th rated cable show for the day. We have Live Plus 7 for episode 8. It tied for first in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.1 to a 0.3 for an increase of 200%. It was third in viewers percentage gain, going from 0.373 to 0.867 million viewers for an increase of 132%. These are all good numbers. Yes, they are. So come on, sci-fi. Yes. Bring it back. Yes. So let's get into episode 10. Sync with California. Heroes raid Chester's Manor. Cross town. Lynn runs from El Diablo with his daughter. Oh my gosh, this was just crazy. Right. So we start off right where we ended last episode with the group considering whether this is worth the risk before heading in. And I didn't was... like that either. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, you're already here. What are you talking about? Right. So Lex and Marcus blow up the front door, Saya goes in an upstairs window, and Petra and Billy wait in the back as backup. Once they get inside, there's chickens and a goat, but the place looks empty. (laughs) I love it. Lex is like, oh, you were serious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I told you what this crazy person was like. Yeah. And upstairs, Saya finds the same thing. And after finding nothing, she relaxes. Which is always a bad idea. Yeah. But fortunately, she spots a still-lit cigarette on the table right before she's attacked. Yes, so at least brings it back up a little bit. Right. Brings her senses back up, I should say. 
course, downstairs, Lex and Marcus are also ambushed in the kitchen, but manage to fight their way over to a turned-over fridge to hide behind. That was a lot of shit going down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were blasting that refrigerator with bullets, shotgun shells out the yin-yang. Yeah, it's like, oh, hopefully that's a really good fridge. Yeah, and Chester sends one of his goons over to attack them, but as he jumps over the fridge, he finds a stick of dynamite about to blow off as Marcus and Lex hide inside the fridge. So apparently, shotgun shots were not getting through, so they jumped in the fridge and... That was, ugh, what do I say here? That was something that... You shouldn't do at home, kids. Let's just leave it at that. (laughs) Because, and I'm thinking, where the hell did that dynamite come from? Lex had to have it with them, right? Right, yeah. They blew the place, blew the door open, so they had to have some. Oh, he had big plastic explosives. Right, yeah. That looked like more like C4. So apparently, blowing stuff up is Lex's weapon of choice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's why they needed Lex, for the explosives. Now we cut over to Lynn, who is fleeing his house with his daughter, and Lynn manages to get through different places on his way to King's Dominion. This was so cool, the way they did it, because like he turns a whole wall. Right. Now, the one guy, I don't know if it was because the graffiti was slightly different. It's because he stopped and looked at that wall. Right. And I'm sure it was slightly different. Well, I can't be sure of that. You would think Lynn would be smart enough, smart enough to make sure that they were exactly the same on both sides. Unless it was something brand new. Right. That's why I'm like, what is he looking at? I did not rewind it to look again. Right. And, of course, El Diablo has sent his brother after them, intent on making Lynn watch his daughter die. He's just crazy at this point. Yeah. And Lynn gets shot in the arm. And at one point, the brother almost has him, but Nalia hits him over the head with a plank of wood. Which... No, it was that was amazing. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut yeah, you off. Absolutely, it was. I want to ask you because it looked like they were in like a basically, I don't know, like a junkie house, like it's an abandoned building. It looked like junkies were there, right? But one of the junkies attacked Holy Ghost. Yeah. So was that really? almost like a safe house for Lynn? Because it just didn't seem like that guy would get up and just attack. Right. Absolutely. I think so. I mean, it, it's just kind of like the restaurant. When the the hit guys showed up, you know, everybody just was just sitting there acting like, you know, having their regular dinner until they pulled out their weapons. And then all of a sudden they got up and brandished theirs. So, yeah, I think it was kind of a... The route that Lynn took was definitely one that led him through friendly territory. Shall we say? Okay. Well, Saya starts fighting one of the family members, and with her own sword to her throat, she overcomes, and all of a sudden, Maria appears in the window just watching. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? Why aren't you helping? Right. Well, Maria's not going to do anything until Saya admits that she slept with him. Yeah, except she didn't ask him. Very no. Nice. She didn't ask in that way. No, not at all. And so, of course, well, Saya has to fight off this other woman. And when that's all said and done, instead of taking care of what they need to take care of, because, hello, TikTok. Yeah. 
Maria kind of loses her shit. Yeah. And they start fighting each other. And what a fight scene it was. It was a good fight scene. Oh, absolutely. It was amazing. (laughs) But it's like, what the hell, Maria? Yeah. You are batshit crazy. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Sam takes out the crazy aunt and now has to deal with crazy Maria. And before they're done, a bald Bigfoot shows up. (laughs) Bald Bigfoot. And they managed to make that their priority. But, of course, the damage to their friendship is done. Now, of course, this guy, you could hit him with a 18-wheeler and he wouldn't blink an eye. And Billy comes to help, but the guy's so big that poison they brought does absolutely nothing. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if Billy was going to make it up there, honestly. Right. Because Petra's like, no, we were supposed to go in the front door. And he's like, no, it's a trap. I'm going up the rope. And I swear I thought he was. He's a skinny little dude. I didn't know if he had enough (laughs) upper body strength to get up the rope. Right. But he did. And the poison didn't work because he's just too big. Yeah. And what happened? Petra comes up the rope too. And through her, it was like acid. It started to disintegrate him. Right. Yeah. Which was creepy. Yes, it was. And Billy was super excited because, oh my God, you chose me. Yeah. Petra's like, seriously, that's what we're going with right now. Yeah. So back in the kitchen, we see Chester fleeing downstairs and knowing good and well that it's a trap, Marcus follows him. Of course it's a trap. Yes, has to be. Everything in this house is a trap. Of course, left alone, Lex is attacked and almost killed by another guy. Like Petra saved him, Billy comes in to save Lex and the three have an adorably touching moment together. I wonder if that bucket list item's going to get knocked off soon. Yeah, <laughs> could be. And of course, downstairs, it's a trap as Marcus finds dogs and people in cages. Wow, oh, man. And it was the librarian. Yeah. <laughs> who was totally out of her gourd. Yeah, she had definitely gone cuckoo. Yeah, especially with what she was screaming. Yeah. And Chester appears and forces him to be a guest on his strange TV talk show. Oh, yeah. He even put on glasses. Yeah. I guess he wanted to be very Donahue Letterman-like. Yeah. And he tells Marcus to tell the world the truth, that Chester was really the one who killed all the people at the boys' home. And as usual, Marcus cannot keep his opinions to himself. I wasn't sure where this was going. Uh, Neither was I. And then all of a sudden, Marcus twists it to make it sound like he wants to be friends with Chester. Right. Because he's like, no, I didn't kill those kids, but I let out the guy who did. Right. And when Chester was like, I thought we were friends and, you know, this was a good thing and yada yada. And I think that's when Marcus is like, the hell? Yeah. (laughs) This guy really thought that was a good thing. Yeah. And so that's when he's like, you should totally come to the school. They would welcome you with open arms. And yeah, you can be exactly who you want to be. And we can be friends. And Chester's like, I'd really like that, man. It's like, okay, you are stupid. Yeah. As Marcus hits him in the face with the brick. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Really. So we cut back to Lynn, who has managed to make it back to King's Dominion with his daughter, but collapses when he gets there. 
cheese and rice. Seriously. When this happened, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Because <laughs> he hears footsteps and as he looks up, he sees a few of his monks dead on the floor and Gal standing over them. And she informs him that she's taking his daughter to the temple. Can you at least take out the guys who were chasing him? Right. Like, I feel like that would be the sisterly thing to do. Although she says, don't worry, I'll protect her. Right. I'm taking her to the temple. It's like, what? Wait, those two words or sentences don't go together. No, no. And of course, Lynn pleads with her, saying that his daughter isn't ready. And she replies, neither was I. So See, now. And right here, I think the big difference is Lynn's daughter doesn't know anything about this world. Right. Whereas Gao, I think, always did. Right. I think so, too. So, of course, we go back to Chester's, and after the fight, Saya decides that her friendships with Marcus Maria and the others is doing more bad than good. So, she leaves, and we all we can do is hope that she runs into Gao before Gao gets out of there and at least gets Lynn's daughter back for him. Because maybe then Lynn will somehow forgive her. Yeah. And Maria goes to find Marcus. Of course, Chester is chasing after Marcus for hitting him in the face with a brick and catches up to him and starts beating on him. Fortunately, Uh, there is a dog crate just within reach with a very angry dog inside. Very Ramsey Bolton right here. Yes. Watch that. (laughs) And Marcus is able to get the cage open. And the dog goes nuts on Chester. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. No, that was a perfect way to hopefully get rid of Chester. I'm not. (laughs) Right. You know what? No guarantees. Yeah. Because, I mean, Chester was screaming and the dog was essentially eating his neck. And we have, uh, crap, what's the character's name? Brian. Brian's character. Oh, yeah, Dwight. Dwight. I don't know why I can't remember his character name. He is like videotaping it going, it's over now. Yeah. I don't know if it's over till we see a dead body. That's right. I agree. Nobody. No. Yeah. Chester has survived what? The too many things. The needles, the fire, the explosion. Yeah. He could live from a dog attack. I mean, it made it out like he was not living. Right. And that if he tried to get back up, that. Dwight might take him out for real. Yeah, very but, possible. I mean, at, I don't know. You should just like burn the whole house down at this yes. point. <laughs> Absolutely. Everything and everybody in there is super damaged at this point. Yeah, and Shabnab's parents. Only one is still alive. Yeah, that's right? right. Maybe his mom is still alive. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Dwight can get the mom out and they're just like, you know what? Let's end this place. Yeah. <laughs> Be done. But I digress. Yes, Marcus. Finds Chico's head in a fridge nearby and heads back upstairs where Maria is waiting for him and they finally have a much needed talk about their relationship. Is this the time and place as you're holding Chico's head? (laughs) Maria, I'm sorry. I love you, girl, but you got bad timing. Timing, Yes. And they basically... uh, Both know it's over, and Maria realizes she needs to be alone to figure herself out. Get back on your meds. That will probably help a whole lot. Right? 
Because she tells Marcus, I've been tied up my entire life. That's all I know. So I just made you my new rope. It's like, oh, okay. So saying that, it makes it sound like, you know what? I'm a strong person. I need to be my myself. Right. And I can I can respect that. But all the shit you did upstairs, not cool. No. <laughs> and they really haven't stopped their conversation as they step onto the street. But they do stop when they see El Diablo and his men waiting for them. Yes. And the look on their faces said guilty as charged. Because, of course, he's got Chico's head in his hands. And I'm like, okay, you could say anything. Chester's dead inside. Been like, we found the guy who did it. He had Chico's head. Right. Something. And, and El Diablo wasn't looking at them like they were guilty. He was just glad that they got part of his son's body back. He seemed rather pleased, not angry. And then out of the blue, Lex pops out of the door, of course, telling them they've got to get out of there now. But of course, he sees El Doblo and the others, and pop goes the gun, and... This is what I didn't understand. Okay, you're there. Diablo is looking at Maria, who has the head, and Marcus. And when Lex comes out, he's like, ah, it went tits up, we gotta go. Yeah. And why the hell did Diablo's guy shoot him? Yeah, that... He shot Lex, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I was so confused because I'm like, why are you shooting him? Right. Because El Diablo didn't say shooting. Because for all you guys know, what happened was Chico, they went to Vegas. Chico came along later. Right. And somehow encountered Chester and Chester said he was going to set him up. Yeah. Yeah. They could talk their way out of this without any problems at all. Right. But. I mean, we don't know because we don't even know what happened to Lex. We don't know where Billy and Petra are. Are they in the van across the street, like watching? Right. And like, oh, shit, what do we do? You know, what's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Talk about a season ending cliffhanger. Yes, because we don't know what's happening. So is Lex live? Where's Billy and Petra? Where did Saya go? Right. I mean, is she going to catch up with Gao and, and save the daughter? And Maria and Marcus are face-to-face with El Diablo. What's happening there? Is Lynn going to live? I sound like I could be a cheesy soap opera right now. Right. And where's Willie? Oh, yeah. Because he wasn't (laughs) even in the episode. I forgot. No. Is he still in the car with his girlfriend going to Los Angeles? Is his girlfriend working for his mother? There's so many damn questions that I'm sure if I read the book, I will find out. Maybe. Maybe not. Make sure you guys tweet because you never know what will happen because Steve was contacted by the show because he was tweeting on not our podcast page. He was just tweeting it one night and he got an awesome little prize pack from Sci-Fi. Yes, I did. A nice little uh, gift from Sci-Fi. It included the uh, first season book with pictures of the cast on the front, at least some of them. Which is awesome. Yes, a set of locker stickers. Yes, Steve, you're going to put that on your locker? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I could put it on my fridge. (laughs) Um, Not not some of those, especially not with your grandkids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And a little um, pencil bag with the Deadly Class logo on it, along with 
three pencils, an eraser, and a pencil sharpener. So, And see, that shows that they are actually paying attention to people who are tweeting along. Yes. And so now Steve and I could read the first books at the same time. And when it comes back for a second season, because I'm very hopeful that it will, then we can be like, oh my god, it was so great. Oh, well... We still want to hear from you guys. Let us know what you thought about the season. If you've read the books, how close it it is with the books. Don't forget, like I said, to tweet if you're watching. Even if you once a day, once every couple days, just like renew Deadly Class and hashtag Deadly Class Sci-Fi. And while you're doing all of that, if you can check out our website, www.fangirlzone.com. We have our contacts page there. You can send us an email through scifitalk.com. You can also send us... Uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> Send us <laughs> tweets and Facebooks and everything like that. It's everything on our contacts page. It's so much easier than me trying to remember because obviously my brain shuts down at a certain time. And if you can rate, review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Tell your friends to binge watch the show too because yes, obviously it's on demand. Great. So let's everybody... Watch, watch it, it some more. That's right. Watch it some more. I feel like I need to watch it because I, I know I miss stuff. Oh, absolutely. Always do that. Uh, but anyway, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. We're all broken. And until next time.